Great afternoon. You are in the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane and my guest today, Nikki Lanigan, who is a wife, mom, podcast host, and a wellness advocate, which I very much respect. So welcome, Nikki, into the Fast Lane with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be on your podcast. So one thing I really like before we get into it, I was looking at Nikki's website and she says, something I know for sure is that everyone could use more self-care, stress management, yoga, fitness, and wellness in their lives. So I love that because that is very correct. I think everyone, most people that you talk to say that they are stressed out and most people do not do mm-hmm. any type of self-care. So I think Nikki is going to be a great resource to help us uh, learn how we maybe could unwind. But I want to know, Nikki, were you raised being were you on a wellness journey your whole life? Like you were raised healthy, you exercised, you ate right, you did all the things. Right. Or was this a journey that you came to on your own? Um, it's a little bit of both. So I was, I was actually born in California, but I was raised in Ohio and I was always in sports. I was in gymnastics, dance. I played basketball. I did cheerleading and I was always into fitness and health. Um, but it was not, it was like hidden, you know, because I am from Ohio and no one really did that kind of stuff. I mean, you played sports, Ohio, like Cleveland is a sports town, but, um, nutrition, um, fitness that wasn't mainstream. Um, but when I was in high school, I was diagnosed with anxiety and OCD. And I was also that kid that was sick all the time. I had allergies. I always had strep throat. I always had ear infections. I was always on antibiotics. I was on migraine medicine when I was in high school, anti-anxiety medicine, acid reflux medicine, and you know, the whole everything. Um, I went to college for two years and then I transferred out to Los Angeles and went to performing arts school. And when I lived there, everything was more mainstream to be holistic. And I got off all of, um, the antibiotics, you know, the asthma medicine I was taking daily. I still carry an inhaler with me because I, I have asthma. So I have to have my inhaler with me, but, um, I'm not on daily medicine for that. Um, I started doing yoga. I found yoga when I lived in California and, um, t- you know, just getting more into natural remedies, Um, and then moved back to Ohio, the Cleveland area. I don't live in Cleveland. I live in a suburb of Cleveland. And when I moved back, yoga still wasn't mainstream here. And I was doing YouTube videos and then, um, yoga studios started popping up. I did my yoga teacher training and then it spiraled into, you know, getting training and certified in yoga psychology and yoga hit and, um, bar and other forms of fitness. And then When the pandemic happened, I finally took the leap and went to IIN, Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which I've been looking at for 10 years. But as we were saying earlier, you know, um, moms tend to put everyone else before them. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, I was, you know, working full time and um, I was working full time. And then they, you know, every homeschooling my kids and I just, thought I need to do something for myself and because I was doing so much for everyone else. And I felt like I was losing my mind and I got 
certified as a holistic health coach and then started my own um, online business with that. So from how you were on all the different medications to now being a holistic health coach, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think looking back at how people were prescribing you all of these medications with really no end game, right? Right. And granted with the asthma medication, that's completely different, but yeah, with the other stuff, like why was, why all the antibiotics and what was that doing to your gut that no one was helping? Or as far as anxiety and depression, these are serious things and they should not Mm -hmm. be overlooked, but is being medicated always the right answer? What do you find like with your clients? So with mine, um, I do want to say, I still do talk therapy, but I am not on any, um, anything anymore. Um, meditation seriously helps me a lot. And sometimes I have to do it multiple times a day. Um, but I come back to it and I just started EFT and that's tapping emotional freedom technique. And that helps me a lot. Um, I think a lot of people are quick to, um, diagnose and then they give medication as a band-aid and they're not fixing like the underlying cause of anything. You know, when, um, we have colds, our, our kids or ourselves have colds or headaches, you know, it's common for someone to pop an Advil or Tylenol or take an over the counter, um, a cough medicine or something, but when we're, we have a fever, um, it's kind of our body's way of healing and taking care of it itself. And I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not saying like you shouldn't sometimes right. obviously. Yep. Yep. Um, but there are other ways that you can do first or on a daily basis, like foods you eat on a daily basis or vitamins or minerals, make sure you're doing that to like preventative Mm-hmm. prevention is always like on the top of my mind. And I think it's important to, and anyone who has listened to the podcast knows that myself or my guests never mm-hmm. tell you what to do. We are just, we want you to know that sometimes there's a different option. And I have found so many people that will come to me as a patient. I'm like a last resort because they've been to all these different doctors and they're told you're fine. Nothing's wrong. You're fine. Nothing's wrong. And they're crying. And they say, I, but I know something's wrong because I'm not myself. Right. So we are never, ever, ever telling you to stop taking your medication or stop seeing the doctor. This is your health needs to be a relationship and a journey. So you just need to find what works for you. Right. We're all a different puzzle and it all Mm -hmm. has, but you're right. I think everyone is quick to prescribe. And, um, I always say a bandaid is put over a balloon and we need to find the root of the problem. Now you brought up meditation Mm -hmm. and I had not been big into meditation until recently. And a lot of people will kind of poo poo the thought of meditation because, um, well, I think it's hard for people to be quiet and just to take a little time, but Can you tell us a little bit exactly why meditation is beneficial and maybe some of the myths about meditation? Yes. Um, So I am also one of those people. Meditation was very hard for me because I just have such a go, go, go mind and mentality. Even when I was doing yoga teacher training, I wasn't really meditating. It was 
you know, probably the past four years that I've gotten into it. And once you start seeing the benefits, then you keep coming back. And even a five minute meditation in the morning. And then I try to do a 15 minute meditation in the evening to help me decompress and relax. And uh, I could fall asleep better because I do have insomnia and I'm a light sleeper. Mm-hmm. And now I have a 14 year old and she's it's summer and she's not going to bed until midnight mm-hmm. and I hear her. <laughs> but um, so meditation, it um, quiets your mind. It helps with um, your cortisol levels and that helps you decompress and relax. Um there's different types of meditation. So you could just do, you could do guided meditation. That's the easiest, I think, for someone that's new mm-hmm. and you just listen and they tell you, you know, to breathe in, breathe out. You can listen to sound waves, um, just go on YouTube and then put like HZ and then like different frequencies will come on. And then there's also, you just, there's Kundalini meditation too. There's breath and that's a type of yoga also, but that's like a lot of breath work and hand motions, like coming up or holding your hands up. Hmm. Um, yeah. (laughs) And then there's, um, just sitting still. And this is the hardest one for people. Um, because then your mind will start thinking and the purpose of meditation isn't to completely have no thoughts. Cause that's pretty impossible. Yeah. It's just to sit there and be with your thoughts and see where they take you. Um, there's also meditations. If someone's into manifesting, then you can like manifest or you can meditate and call on the universe or your higher power or God or, um, whatever you believe in, or your angels and spirit guides and release anything that's no longer serving you to them and then have them help you and guide you through that day. There's those kinds of meditations too, to help you get grounded. So basically there's a meditation for anyone. Yes, pretty much. Yes, there are. Mm -hmm. So over Memorial Day, we had taken a trip to the Black Hills and then we came home and we were very busy and I think it was Sunday night and we still had tomorrow, right? We still had Monday off, but I was sitting in the chair and I said, I think I'm going to have a panic attack. And my husband goes, why? Like everything is good. And I said, honestly, we've been so busy Usually in the morning, I exercise and I meditate. Like I just have that little bit of time for myself. And, and I mean, panic attacks are not a fun thing. So like if a person has had a panic attack, you think you're going to die. But now when I'm about to have a panic attack, I can tell it's coming, right? Like it doesn't hit me out of nowhere. So my heart's racing and I'm just like, oh, I'm just really unsettled with everything. And so then my husband goes, well, can you go meditate now? And I kind of laughed because I thought, (laughs) well, yeah, actually I could. So it's funny because sometimes our minds are so busy when you're a mom, a wife, you're a business owner, you're a daughter, a friend, a cousin, a whatever. And you know what? Technology is great, right? But it keeps us so someone can get a hold of us at all times. And it is nice to shut things off. So I do have a couple guided meditations I like, but I really prefer to uh, listen to rain and thunder and then just kind of sit by myself at that time. So you know, people are thinking, oh, people who meditate are high maintenance. No, I think people who meditate just realize that their body, their mind just needs to, they just need some time and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My youngest listens to the rain or the ocean. 
like sound machine at night and that helps her relax and fall asleep. Yes. It's so soothing. And then, mm-hmm. then we, you talked about yoga. So I haven't done a ton mm-hmm. of yoga and I like <laughs> yoga, but yoga, sometimes people will, oh, they do that hippie yoga stuff or, you know, they kind of throw right. it into, I don't know why it's stereotyped so badly because yoga is really actually good for your body. So can you tell us a little bit about yoga and why people should do yoga? Yeah. Um, well, first I started yoga because it, it's, it's like a saying you go for the yoga booty, but you stay for the yoga mind because you don't realize <laughs> the benefits of it, um, mentally and emotionally. Um, and yes, I got into it like, Oh, I'm going to do the headstand and the handstand and all the cool poses. Um, but then that's how I was. I was very like, let's do hot power yoga. Let's do yoga sculpt. And then once you start seeing the benefits with helping with your emotions and your moods and being able to calm yourself more, um, then you get into that, the emotional side and slowing down more with yoga. Um, yoga is linked movement with a breath and breath and yoga is called pranayama. Um, if you didn't link the breath with it, it would just be stretching or whatever. So that's why you always, a yoga instructor will say like inhale in a certain section, exhale, just to remind you to breathe and different poses. It helps strengthen you. It helps with flexibility. It helps, um, balance. Balancing is really good. Not only like with muscles and core strength, but balance is really good for your brain and, um, and also with yoga, when you're tight somewhere, they say in your hips, if you're, we'll go with hips, your hips hold and store a lot of emotion and stress. So when we're stretching them, um, sometimes some people can start to get emotional and then it's releasing built up tension and stress and emotion in your hips. I think that's awesome. And I want to know what's your favorite type of yoga? Um, So right now it's just vinyasa yoga and that's just means movement. It's um, not really holding long poses, but it's not so much power. Like I used to Mm. only like power yoga. Um, I've kind of backed away from that getting older. I like the slower flows and um, holding poses a little bit longer. I like the stretching aspect now because I am older I need to stretch more than I used to so I and like did that you do all the headstands and all the crazy poses were you able to master all those uh not all of them but yes I can do headstand and I used to be able to do handstand um I haven't done it in a while since like last year when I my back went out um I haven't tried it again but my goal was I'm 43 right now so my goal was when I before I turned 40 I wanted to learn handstand. And I did. <laughs> awesome. So do your kids do yoga or your husband? Oh no, my husband doesn't do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing teacher training, he did some things for me, but, um, he's a runner and I can't get him to do it yet. Um, my kids used to a lot when they were younger, they still will sometimes, but they're more into the hit and they like Pilates and they'll do it like with other people, but they don't want mom to teach them anymore. Yeah. So do you find it easier 
do you find it easy or difficult to raise healthy children? Uh, I, it's both. Okay. So when they were younger, yes, definitely. Now they're older and they're seeing what other people are eating. And, you know, it's like, I want the hot Cheetos. I want Celsius. Celsius is the new thing that they want. I'm like, no, like drink. What a is Celsius? <laughs> it's like some, like, it's like the new, it's supposed to be like the healthier version of Red Bull or something like that, oh. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, they do know my kids are very good at eating fruits and vegetables. They always have been. So they do that. Um, we use like thieves cleaning products and, um, nor wax rags in our house. So they're used to that kind of stuff. They like water. We, I don't buy pop. If I do, it's like, cause we're having a picnic or a party. So I don't like ban food. Cause I think that could go in the whole other direction mm-hmm. where yeah, you don't want to say like food's bad. This is bad. This is good. I just choose not to buy it. And then when I do buy it, it's in the house for like a week. And, you know, or when we go on vacation, uh, they get like hot Cheetos or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that. That, and that question just came off the top of my head because uh, you're a mom and you do yoga and you're, and you do healthy things. So I just want to get your take on that, but back to yoga, how often <laughs> should a person do yoga a week? Um, to reap the benefits, you probably should do at least three times a week, but even doing it once a week, you can, um, see the benefits. I actually read this, a book. It was a few years ago. I read the book and he was on my podcast, um, Eddie Stern. And they say, if someone does yoga once a week, even if they're doing the poses like a little wrong, not totally correct, they will still see the benefits of linking like movement with your breath. And it just helps calm your nervous system down. And so if, if we're doing it one or three times a week, how long should you be doing it? Anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes, I think is good. I sometimes I have a uh, YouTube channel and there are a few like 20 minutes, um, but that's more if you're like in a hurry and you just want to stretch. But I think at least, you know, try to get in 30 minutes. Okay. So I know we got people listening and they're like, I do not have time to meditate and do yoga. Actually, you probably do. And Mm -hmm. the meditation aspect of it, like you seriously could do a five minute meditation. Just try to clear your mind. you can do it. Set an alarm. I usually will set an alarm for seven minutes if I want to do five, just because I'll set the alarm. And then by the time I get everything set up, you know, then I know I can Mm -hmm. have a good five minutes and 30 minutes in the span of a day. Like maybe you're going to do yoga today instead of ride your bike or do a strength workout. But I find it every there's two times a week today. I was unable to do it, but two times a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go to the Velva senior center and we call it yoga. But the very first day we did a bunch of chair yoga and otherwise we do stretching and just some basic movements because it is so important to move your body. And people don't understand that because if you don't move, then you can't move. And you Mm -hmm. go to a care center and you see people who, um, you know, they're, it's almost like people get frozen because we stop movement. And so any type of movement that you can do, and if it is a 30 minute yoga a week, 
that is going to be more beneficial than not doing anything. Because don't you find a lot of times people, um, they can't commit to 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day, right? Um, so then they just won't do it at all. Yeah. So it's better to do it on and off. However, consistency mm-hmm. is key, right? But if right. a person can do something, it's better than nothing every time. Exactly. And I think, cause I only do five minute meditations in the morning. How many people get out of bed, you know, go make coffee or go make their warm water with lemon. And before they get in the shower, they just start scrolling social media for like 10 or 15 minutes. So if you have 10 or 15 minutes in the morning to scroll social media, or check emails, you have five minutes to meditate. And the same thing with working out or yoga for 30 minutes. How many people after work sit on the couch, you know, going through the TV or again, social media? Cause I really don't watch TV. It's my thing is social media, like scanning, mm-hmm. like scrolling uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, you know, 20 minutes you're sitting on your phone. And on Sundays, if you have like an Apple phone, it will tell you your screen time. (laughs) So you could see how long you're on it. Then you could just pick apart a little and be like, oh, I could fit five minutes in here. I could fit a 30 minute yoga here, 20 minute walk here. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's scary to see how much time a person can be on their phone. Mm-hmm. And whenever yeah. that pops up, I always think, I wonder what else I could have done with my time. Now, to be fair, when I do meditation, I use that. Um, I do some of my Peloton classes on my phone. I will listen to music on my phone. So I know it's not all scrolling, but yeah, let's say I see it's three hours and 15 minutes. So then that's in the back of my mind. I'm like, next week, it's going to be less than that. You know, like, because I always like mm-hmm. try to challenge myself. But at the same time, and you know this, when you have a business and you are a parent, you know, you do need your phone and you need it for advertising yeah. and you need it for communication. Mm-hmm. So I know technology good and it's bad. Now, how do you, and how I want to know how people can contact you and what you can do for someone um, who is wanting to transform their health. Um, yeah, you can contact me on my, I have a website and you can uh, subscribe to my newsletter and website. It is www.nikkiyogaandwellness.com. My email address is nikki6288 at aol.com. Instagram. I have two Instagram pages. My podcast is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled Podcast. And my yoga and wellness Instagram page is nikkilanagan.yogaandwellness. And what was your second part of the question? How can I, how can you help help people who want to transform their health? Oh, that is so, so I believe in bio individuality and each person is different. Um, what works for one person is not going to work for someone else, but what, with what I would do, I would coach the person in the area that they need the most work on, say, like if it's the nutrition on their plate or meditation or, or fitness some people need um, spirituality or more self-care or free time. That's the really hard one, I think, especially for females and moms, is the self-care area. Yeah. Um, even myself, that goes out the window from time to time um, because you start working, you start running the kids everywhere. Um, and then I notice when it's happening with me, my anxiety gets worse. I do end up getting sick, like a cold or something like that when I'm not taking 
um, care of myself also. And I'm still meditating or doing breath work or EFT um, or working out, but I'm not um, setting clear boundaries and saying no, and you're burning the candle at both ends. So that's what I think where we need self-care, you know, so you're not burning the candle. I've had, I've like been trying to work on the term self-care because I've learned from the whole pandemic, um, teachers and doctors don't like the word self-care because they say, when are we supposed, like, especially teachers, like, when are we supposed to practice it? And I think that's the problem. If you don't have boundaries, you're going to see it that way, like getting a massage or, and it doesn't even have to be a massage or getting your nails done or facials. It could be at home, taking care, like reading a book, listening to a podcast. If you're someone that can't even sit on the couch and watch a rerun of friends without feeling guilty, even that something that fills you up and makes you laugh and feel relaxed, that to me is self-care. Mm-hmm. I, there, first of all, there's no way people can't contact you because there is a plethora <laughs> of ways to find you. You can also learn yoga from Nikki on her YouTube channel. So I will have all those links with the podcast, but I like to tell people that I can't heal everyone, but I can help anyone. And I'm not necessarily the person who can do it for, I'm no, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to rephrase that. I am not the person to do it for everyone. And that's why I really appreciate when guests like you come on because who knows who you can help. And the majority of my listeners are moms. And I do get a lot of feedback about um, them wanting to change things in their lives. So I'm really hoping that they will be able to reach out to you and make some changes for themselves. And I'm anxious to watch some of your yoga videos because that is definitely something I need to incorporate more in my daily life. Yeah. On my YouTube channel, they, some my kids are in some of them. I have like a family yoga. I do a family hit. So they're in some of them. <laughs> well, maybe that's what my kids and I will have to do this week is the family yoga. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I appreciate all you do for everyone. I appreciate that you're taking care of yourself because you and I both know if we don't care, take care of ourselves, we can't take care of anyone else very well. So right. kudos to you, to everything you do and keep on being you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.